Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FitBet Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and I couldn't be sharing lockdown with someone else more than anyone else in the world. It's lockdown. We are back. We are stuck together, and I'm doing it with my good friend, Dora Jaisinger. No, you've given such bullshit uh, start to this. We are in separate rooms. I'm in my house. You're in your Brunswick. We're infested. in the same city. We're in yeah, the right, same okay, city. Okay. We are locked together. The joy, stop, the love. I love stop, this. Lockdown. Stop so fucking excited. Stop it. I'm not happy. Love it. I'm six happy. Six weeks of this shit. And uh, more importantly, we have a wonderful guest joining us. Uh, it actually pains me to give her such a nice intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not a dog yelping in the background. That, that is our guest, uh, my good friend. You people would have seen her on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here, or uh, Love Island. Please welcome to Fitbit, Erin Barnett. Woo! The crowd Uh, thank you so much for doing this of course no worries hey i I wanted to do this as well before we started there we go i didn't get my hat that's not fair i didn't get my hat you stole that you stole that i just chucked on my i'm a celeb hat on my head so you didn't take your hat with you i don't need to i just have the label on me all the time i don't need the hat on me to be told that i was the celebrity label (laughs) Oh, 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 cunt. Which one? Brutal. <laughs> See you next Brutal. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, 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 but it's uh, true. No, but we should tell people we did get shafted uh, with the uh, costumes, didn't we? Oh, it was no good. Because they told us, yeah, pack your stuff and, you know, we, we put your stuff in your bag, everything you want in your bag. And then when we get there, they took the bag, confiscated anything that... They take everything. They, you only get what you're wearing. And you're like, excuse me. I washed yeah. that shit. <laughs> I know. And the one shirt that I had, I should have known that I was getting kicked out that day. The one shirt I had was the one that I wore during one of my disgusting trials where I had all that shit on me. Yeah. And now to date, I look at it, I'm like, oh, You've should never, I wear it? You still know... haven't washed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I made them wash that one, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. God. Yeah. But... Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. Uh, it's quite so funny. Much- it's quite funny listening to you complain about being a celebrity and going into a reality television show. It's very, it's, it's extremely hard work. It's, I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we flew yeah. first class to Africa. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was just the dilemmas. I only had one shirt. It was horrible, but everything else was coming for. It was shocking. It was awful, yeah. guys. Hey, that's not fair. The jungle experience was pretty brutal. And as you of all people probably can vouch for this, in fact, you get referenced in my stand-up because I refer to quote-unquote a celeb who uh, had such a bad reaction to the uh, the food that they the were constipated for nine days. It was, it was yes, terrible. The first bombshell. It is you. You were the one who couldn't shit for I nine was days. the bombshell that couldn't do a bomb. Honestly, for nine days. <laughs> it was terrible. What was it? Was it nine days? I kept saying It nine. was nine days, yeah. And then they had to take me to the medic tent, do you remember, to do an enema. And it was really awkward because he's like, do you know how to use this? I'm like, eh, yeah, you do. But then I was like, no, seriously, help me. <laughs> Please help me. Yeah, but because that's the thing, people may not know this. You, uh, you're trained as a nurse, right? Yes, and I was just like to them, I need something to shit, some kiwi fruit or anything. And they're like, we're not giving you anything, Erin. Right. 
Right. I mean, like, we had, right. like, it was the worst thing because we were cleaning out everyone else's poo and I was kind of jealous. I was like, well, mine's not in there, but everyone else's well, is. Well, again, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners probably haven't seen the show, so please explain what you meant by <laughs> we've cleaned the poo. <laughs> I was just hoping for someone to poo and I'd skip it on up. No, we... <laughs> <laughs> like, like a dog Yeah, like I'm just waiting, like, yeah. No, so Dill and I um, were, what do we call ourselves? What, dunny buddies. The dunny buddies, and I've, when the buckets were full from everyone pooing and weeing, we would uh, kindly clean it out for them. That's not entirely true. We stop! Didn't stop lying! Tell them how awful it was. We would we would put a lid on top of it and put it near some gate and some. Why do you have to ruin it? For, to I've been it. I've been like on this for ages now. I'm like it was terrible. We had to scrub it, and you've just ruined it. Right. No, look, this podcast is all about honesty. That's why and I didn't Aaron... want to. I didn't want to cook or anything because that's real hard work. I knew we just had to lift something and put it over there, and it was done. And then everyone's like, "Oh, Aaron, deal. Thank you, guys." I'm like, "It's okay. It's all right." It was the biggest I... rot because it was actually one of the easiest jobs to do. It's pretty gross, but like you, you don't see anything. You just put the lid on. But everyone else in the camp was like, "Oh my god, you guys are the best." So then we just got off the hook. And then literally Erin would wake up, do that, and sleep the rest of the fucking 22 hours. I slept so much. I slept so... And some people were like, oh, Erin, they weren't really giving you much airtime." I'm like, that's because I was asleep a lot. Oh, oh, Erin, they gave... They definitely gave you airtime. They gave Dill nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) They didn't give him anything. I spent the whole time yelling at the screen going, where's my buddy? Okay, how long have you been friends with Dill for? Because have you ever heard him snore? Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a sore topic. Don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. <laughs> it is the worst thing in the world. It sounds like a train who is fucked another train. <laughs> oh, and worse, and had little train babies. Terrible. <laughs> It's so it's, loud, it's, and then like I mean, there's bugs everywhere, and he like he coughs a bit, so you know something's gone in, and he just keeps snoring, <laughs> and you're just like, stop! Wow. So, so you're telling me, so so the whole was the whole camp complaining. So deal was the uh, loudest, and deal kept people up. All of us, we were like, and then like he had earmuffs. He had as his luxury item, and I was like, really earmuffs? Because you know you're that loud. You wear your own earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was here's the thing so can, yeah so my snoring was pretty bad but to be fair to me I wasn't the only one who snored no right? but that you was, were was... It, we didn't know other people snored because you you were that loud until you left right, then right. we were like Rhonda everyone else kind of yeah. snored I was like oh god yeah 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 it was pretty pretty I, I, I always feel bad my snoring is like a, a, a something I feel genuinely proud about because most people are annoying when they're awake but I'm annoying when I'm awake and asleep. Like, there's no time that I take off from being annoying. And that's fucking shit to me. Do you know what's really funny? Is I'm just, I'm not mean, to, uh, this isn't rude, but I'm looking at how well manicured your non-monobrow is. And it just reminded yeah. me that I, I did your eyebrows in the jungle. Oh, yeah, you did too. I forgot about that. Well, I, why would I remember? Because they didn't show any of this shit. Oh, everything. It was so funny. When I left the jungle, there's all this footage of you talking about how great mates we became. And when the actual show, we maybe spoke one word to yeah. each other. Uh, yeah, Dill. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I think he's yeah, named Dill. It was Dil. funny. What, happened, what usually happened was it made me laugh because 
again, at the end, you'd like, everyone was like, you said such lovely things about Dill. And then it would just cut to Dill asking a question going, hey, how do you guys feel about mental health? And then nothing. It's like he would just come in, ask the question, and then just fuck off back to production. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's exactly how it happened, actually. No, I actually couldn't believe the amount of conversations, Dill, you were having with everyone. I was thinking, God, like, this is real in-depth conversations. And then when I came out and everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, Dill didn't really speak much. I'm like, what? What are they showing? I know. I look like someone from catering that was just hanging around in the background there to change people's mic packs once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so oh good. god no you did put a log oh, on the fire every now and then that was nice of you well, i did so many things don't start <laughs> hey so I, love, wait, we've... I love the idea though i love the idea that like i love it that your main job together you were dunny buddies uh, mm. but again i reckon an extra million people would have just tuned in just to watch you two actually properly scrub the shit out of a dunny that is entertaining television like i can imagine like people like you, you know, like because your whole persona on there, which I was kind of fascinated by, Erin, is I didn't know I'd heard of you on Love Island, and like I know that was your brain fame. But when you when you came, my partner and I had never watched, uh, we'd never watched television like sort of like a big reality show. Yeah, and he then, lives in the fucking. Yeah, 1800s. he has no, no television. What is that? Yeah, but, it's from Back because, to the Future. This is but, but because Dill was on, it was so funny because. Again, and I reckon this must happen a lot in your life, but both uh, my partner and I, as soon as you walked down the steps, were like, oh, here we go. Here we go. We judged you. We judged you straight from the get-go. You, yeah, you know and what? F within... you. Fuck you and your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then by the third episode, we're like, we love her. We love her. And it was so interesting that all I could think about was like, that must happen to you. So much. It, it must yes, happen it to does, you so definitely. much. Normally people do it behind my back, though, not on um, a podcast. So this is awkward <laughs> for me. <laughs> so I'm a bit uncomfortable here. <laughs> so good. Oh, well, but, yeah. I thought Dill hated me. Um, for like two days, because when he first, when I when I first met him, he wasn't making any eye contact with me, or he wasn't talking to me. And I said to the cameras, I'm like, I just don't think he wants to get to know me because he thinks I'm too young and I'm this dumb blonde. And then I found out it's because. Well, when we when we met up when we met up after uh, the jungle, you sort of mentioned it to me, saying, "Oh, it's really interesting that you uh, that I uh, that we became so close because when we first met, I didn't realize." That you that I thought you didn't like me, and then what did I tell you? I admitted. I thought he was being really rude. I'm like, he's talking to everyone else. He's like being really friendly, and I'm like, this is really weird because I think I'm also funny. So I thought we'd get along well. And he's like, to be honest, I was just trying not to look at your tits. So I was looking <laughs> everywhere else. So when I was like standing front on with him, he'd be like looking around, and I'm like, what is he looking at? Like he made it overly obvious that he was trying not to. I'm like, mate, just look once, get it over and done with, and then go on with the conversation. I was getting, I was getting a crick in my neck from trying so desperately to look away. The side though, like with the little, with the non-alcoholic drink we had, he's like, yes, oh yes, good weather, yes. I'm like, yeah, so Dill, um, so how's <laughs> yeah, things? Like, yeah. yes, oh yes. There is, the funniest thing is I I actually seen when I got out of the jungle, I got all these photos and there's one photo. In fact, you know what? I'll put it up on our 
Fitbit uh, Instagram where Aaron's talking to me and I am like standing side on and my eyes are looking up into the sky <laughs> while we're having a conversation because I, it's my first time doing reality TV and I just didn't want to get the, I didn't want to be the guy the that one, catch. The one know. second you go down like, oh, perving, yuck, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I didn't want to be that the, guy. They always, that, but that's what cracks me up. They always say, if you are going to look at the cleavage, like try to look at it like you are looking at the sun. So don't look directly at it. But instead, you were trying to avoid it and end up just looking up at the actual sun. I felt like yeah. something was I know, wrong. I burnt my corneas. Yeah. He was like, it was like, I'm talking conversation. like, like looking around like he's having a seizure. And I'm like, should we call production? Like, are you okay? <laughs> I gotta find that picture. I gotta. I'll definitely. I, I, I want to show it to Ben right now. I'm sure I can locate it somewhere here. But yeah, it was so fucking. Funny so it made me so as uncomfortable as uncomfortable as the photo is. Imagine being that person standing next to Dill, trying to have a conversation with him, being like, "I wonder why he's yeah. not talking to me." You must. Yeah, he must have looked at your cleavage too at some point. I'm guessing. My, yeah, exactly. I, I know what it's like to get my chest stared at. You know? I stared so at I yours straight away, Dill. First thing I'm like, eh, all right, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is something that's quite, yeah, as Bren brought up, like you you do have that that sort of, I guess the, you're constantly, people are surprised by you. Uh, especially, I suppose, like something like, you know, on Instagram and things like that. Like, I think, well, the nurse thing is a good one where everyone, no one expected you to be the one to volunteer for the Dunnies. No, but because, I knew it would be easier. But yeah, let's because say it's because I, I was of, nice. When I think of nurses, I think of kind, compassionate, <laughs> empathetic. I don't think of Rude. mongrel moles from Melton. <laughs> time, like the time you like had to put me in my place when I was rude to Cos, uh, Cosentino. Like that was a really awkward moment. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about that. But yeah, that actually did go to yeah that your your bit. People don't. Uh, people um, like judge me as uh, <clears throat> some people on this podcast did at the beginning. Um, <laughs> <I did. laughs> um, everyone does. They don't like they don't, when they meet me. They're like, oh, you're actually so much better in person. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you've 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 been in the world of reality TV since yeah. for what it was. So it was Beauty and the Geek first. How old yeah. were you then? I was eighteen, fresh eighteen. Fuck. And then it was Love Island was the big one. Yes, it? yes, that was the big one. I was twenty three, and then I'm a celeb. And yeah, are so you still it. with Eden? Everyone needs to know. Are you still with? <laughs> uh, it makes me like. I actually feel like I have like instant diarrhea. <laughs> well, yeah, just just quickly on that because I mean that's what you could have used in the, the fucking jungle. jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but um, that that because it just went to air. Love Island went to air in London in the UK, England, which uh, is weird though because it did go to air um, in two thousand and eighteen when when it went to air here, but it wasn't on like the primetime TV. So uh -huh. um, it's just it's back on, and everyone's reliving the moments. So I mean, I have to relive the moment because I was such yeah. a bitch, and I I cringe when I hear the shit I said. I'm just like, you're so nasty. Right, because you and I had planned to do a YouTube reaction video on for your channel of me watching you outside the, you know, because I'd never, again, let's be honest, I didn't know who you were when we met. I just, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know who you were for about a week because I kept looking away. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, Aaron, <laughs> what? Where's that voice coming from? <laughs> and why is the guy serving drinks not talking to yeah. me? <laughs> waiter, waiter, right. I've had my drinks here. 
Yeah. So yeah, that reaction thing. I've never see, still watched your clips because I still want to watch it with you. Yes. But yeah, you've you've told me it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> pretty intense. It's pretty no good. Like I look back and I'm like, oh god. And there's one episode that hasn't aired yet. Like that's gonna air today, tonight, or the next day. I am not gonna be loved. So this is oh, big really? tidy. Yeah. Well, I, but that must feel really weird that you know that that's coming. So you know that that's gonna come, and so. So what does that mean? So you just you're gonna get a lot of a hate on your Instagram account? Are you just people is that is that what's gonna happen? Yeah, look, that's exactly what's gonna happen. It'll happen until for probably like two more episodes. They're gonna absolutely hate me, but then they'll love me again at the end. But it's annoying because when I was in Love Island, <laughs> when I was in Love Island, it was live, so I didn't have my Instagram, I didn't have my phone. But now they're rewatching it. I'm watching people comment live, and I'm just like, oh, oh. yeah. So you know how like say people in Big Brother at the moment because it was pre-recorded, you can just go on your yeah. phone and you can like attack people back. Where I can't really attack people from what I did two years ago because I agree with what they're saying now. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> is that, that really tricky though? Because I've heard about that with Big Brother that they're attacking back and they're holding their own. But isn't that really tricky because you've signed a confidentiality clause that you can't give anything away? So if you're online yeah. while it's going to air, it gets really tricky. Like you have a couple of wines and you could like say something that could cost you a lot of money. Oh, not even. No, no just completely sober me and I can say shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But no, but this is a real, uh, this is a question I genuinely am fascinated by uh, about the, the online presence because uh, you, uh, you, your followers, you have like a whopping, what, nearly half a million at this point. And yet you are very... If I do say so myself, <laughs> you don't have to. I said it. <laughs> but how do you, and but you're also very active and you engage with almost everyone you follow and and you even do little cool things where you ask people with small businesses to you know tag you and then you give them shout outs and like you're so active on there. How do you manage your energy with that? I really look. I really don't know. I actually and I, and I don't like to be called an influencer or anything like that because I just can't do it. I don't know how the girls and guys do it. So like I just reply to people like normal because I just think I would like it if someone did that for me because I'm just a reality person. Like I'm not a on massive movie, so I should, I'm not like too good for to to reply to someone from around the world. Like they'll say, "Oh, right. you look so good." Like why can't I? It's like thank you. Where, but yeah. like the- well, well, that's the nice ones though. Like, how do you deal with the the the, the cunts out there? Oh, yeah. well, sometimes I get them back really, really good, and then I get called a bully, and I'm like, oh fuck this, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm like, I really don't care. So, but then sometimes I delete and block. But then they they make so many fake accounts, and sometimes it's really hard not to react. It's really hard, and some people yeah. are like just don't give in to the trolls, and I'm like, but sometimes it's fun. Because it's like, you know, you've got a really good comeback. And I'm like, oh, I've got you. I've got you. But nowadays, right. on, nowadays on Instagram, though, like everyone's really sensitive. So I have to come back to them in a real mature, mean way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Can you give so, an like, example? Without... What do you mean sensitive? What, can you give an example? Like if someone says something about cosmetic surgery and I will say something, I should say something back like, well, I think I should send you to my surgeon. But then that would be bullying and self-image and shit like that. So then I would just yeah, reply right. with, oh, you're entitled to your opinion. Wait, whoa, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Have, hang on. You've had cosmetic surgery? Wait. Wait, is no. this an exclusive? <laughs> this is exclusive. I'm telling you right now here before Daily Mail. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and Dill. That's a, 
That's a whole other world, the Daily Mail shit. Like, how do you yeah. navigate that? Oh my god, they keep lying too. I've actually emailed them last week about some of the headlines they have. It's so lies. Some of this shit, like I, I said something about, like, as a joke, they're like, how do you maintain weight and stuff? And I'm like, oh, to be fair, I think I should just starve myself. That would be easier. So then, like, the headline was, oh. like, Erin starves herself, tells young people to starve themselves. I'm like, who would do that? And this yeah. is, it's so dangerous. It's such a dangerous thing. Yeah. But I just can't um, believe that's someone's job. Like, that's someone's job, like, day in and day out to look at people who have a profile to go, hang on, how can I twist their words? Yep, okay, Erin's done for the day. Next person, Rhonda Birchmore. I, I, I just don't know how you could I don't, spend I don't the whole know time that, doing like, that. That is a job, like, a full-time, to be a full-time douchebag. 24, like, you can, you can yeah. get paid for that. Yeah. Fucking hell. Have you, uh, did you get to the point where you were getting papped and shit? Uh, no, which was really disappointing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, why? My only time. Why not? I know. Why not me? No, the only time I got papped was when we, I had dinner with Charlotte Crosby from Iber Celeb, and I looked like the fucking Uber Eats delivery guy outside the pub. Honestly, because <laughs> I'd. Because I'd flown in from Adelaide that day for that day, you know, to hang out with everyone. And I had a sling bag on me. So I literally looked like a delivery guy. <laughs> so funny. So, so you've never been papped before, Erin? So you've never had... Like- I have been papped like a couple of times when I was um, in Sydney because it was already pre-planned. Like the person that I was with paid them to come over and say that's where we were. And I was really pissed off because really? I was... Yeah. And I was like, you got like 20 bucks. And I was getting really pissed off because, like, when the light flashed in my face, I couldn't really see for a couple of seconds. And I was like, hang on a minute. And then I was oh, like, uh... this is not like, the celebrity life is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. want to be a normal person. Yeah, guys. I just want to be normal yeah. again. <laughs> Man, no, but, yeah, honestly, that, that, that massive props to you for being able to handle the online because I personally, as soon as I get even the slightest hint of negativity, I just block them. Like once someone just said that my food looks shit and I'm like, you're out, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I didn't mean vulnerable- to say that. Can you unblock me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's that's incredible. Here, we, we love talking about fitness and, and eating and stuff here, here, here on Fitbit, obviously. And one of the things that uh, I love about your story is that the gym, not only is it something you frequent regularly, but it's where you met your partner. I know. And it's really like, a, it's probably wrong nowadays to mention it, but I did used to heavily perv on him and Snapchat him without his knowing to my friends and say, oh, look at this, this fine, oh, funky right, man. Right, yeah. Right. Well, so you, you were the paparazzi of him, but in a really creepy way. <laughs> For a, in a real creepy way. And I used to, um, it's so embarrassing. I've told him this story, so it's okay if he hears this. Um, I used to, he used to run on this one treadmill. And I used to, I don't run, but I used to run on a treadmill closer to him. To... Well, you can't because you get smacked in the fucking face. <laughs> Mine are volatons. <laughs> they don't move, mate. You would know that by when you looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short is I was a massive creep and um, it worked yeah. out. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I, this is what I love about it. It's, it's a gym romance because he, he, he loves the gym as well. Yes, he loves the gym, but he's like... It's a big but, unit. Yeah, but he's taken, Dill, so calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to compliment his physique without fucking feeling like I'm having a crack at him. <laughs> Um, how often, so what's your gym routine like? We do, we do get into a little bit of specifics. How often do you go to the gym? 
Recently, I signed up to, uh, I go to a gym called Mix Gym. It's not my Mix Gym, it's another Mix Gym. And they have like a yeah. F45 thing called Mix Hit. And I've gone to two classes this week and it was really exciting. But beforehand, I would go to the gym about three times a week. But I was doing 20Ks on the bike every day for three weeks. Twenty, oh, wait, wait, as in a uh, stationary bike or do you actually ride? I wouldn't go out in public and do that shit. No, I was in... Yeah, the- <laughs> you don't want to get pabbed. <laughs> I was indoors. Go- but do you ever ride a uh, do you ever ride a normal bike or is it no, always inside no, the gym? It, no, inside the gym or in the house, like in the darkness with like Netflix on and stuff. I'd never go out in public and do shit like that. <laughs> this is <laughs> I, love it. I love it how you're saying it like, can you just imagine I know, having to just go out in public on a bicycle? That's disgusting. <laughs> no, because do you know why? Because I know that I'm gonna get real bad karma because I've seen people fall, I've seen their chains come off their bike, and I've laughed real hard when I've driven past. <laughs> so I know that something's gonna happen to me in public if I do this shit. Yeah, and finish it off with, I don't know why people think I'm a bitch, honestly. I I have no idea why people think I'm so bad. I'll I'll tell you what, Erin, if you do fall off the bike, right, in public, I'll tell you what, there'll be a lot of people papping you. A lot of people will want to. Tomorrow I'm out there falling on purpose, like, oh, no. (laughs) This is, so Ben, for, uh, for the record, what is currently the thing that you really wish you had in your house? Oh, more than anything, which I currently want in my house, which, uh, look, I I might announce it here already. I wish I had a sauna in my house. This is all I think about or no. I have a sauna. (laughs) I have a sauna and it is terrific, but also very dangerous at the same time. Wait, 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 go slow, go slow. First of all, let Ben recover from the fact that you have a sauna in your house. But, but also, just it, I just think people who have a sauna in their house are just so cool. I think it's the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. It's all I think about. Like, it is. I'm following hashtag sauna designs. I follow every design. <laughs> I am obsessed at the moment. <laughs> it's the only thing I follow. And and so, uh, so let's, look, the gym's great. You don't like riding outside. Let's break down your sauna routine. Okay, so where... Where is the sauna in the house? All right, so, mm, this is embarrassing. We like to call it the smoker's room because we are social smokers. But not anymore, not for the last two weeks. <laughs> We've been very healthy. <laughs> so it's a nice little outdoor area, bar area. So you go past the alcohol to get to the sauna. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really good, actually. But I can only, like, it says, it says you can go in there for 45 minutes. But, dude, four minutes in there, and I'm thinking that's enough. 15, right. Is it infrared or proper steam with the rocks? This is an infrared sauna, which is more... So, I agree. I, I can't believe there are people who have the combination of both infrared and wet sauna, which that kind of blows my mind away. How many people can you fit in it? Two. They says two, but only one. I, would, I don't like sharing. I'm not a sharer. Okay, right. okay. So I'll just have to go in there by myself. Okay, I get it. Cool. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Wait. Uh, the sauna. So how how big is like so it's for two people technically, and how much space does it take in the house? Um. So why are you asking me that? Like I know, like I work at Bunnings, and I'm gonna know centimeters and shit. <laughs> like I don't know oh. about like I don't know <laughs> how much room does it take up to fit two people? Like I know centimeters and shit. That is the sentence that came out of your mouth. <laughs> 
like us who haven't had much room it takes. I don't know. Deal like from a two-person sauna. Think about did, it. Did you not? Did you not put it together? That's such God a God no! <laughs> I, I actually I did help. I stood in the corner and was like, Mick, you're doing it wrong. Mick, you're doing. Oh my God. When is Mick getting an award for being able to put up with your shit? Honestly, that has got to be one Another of. I mean, two I've years. seen. I, I, um, yes, um, I am blown away that you have your own sauna. I'd love to know how often do you go in? Um, I go in once a week when I feel like when I feel like it. Actually, you should go twice a week. It's actually supposed to be very beneficial for your health, but it it is quite hot in there. I don't know how people do it. So yeah, what okay. is the benefit? What what is what have you heard is beneficial for it? Uh, so it's good for weight loss, good for skin recovery and muscle recovery after the gym, um, and that's all I know, Dill. If you give me a yeah, second, no, I can right. Google it and. No, 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 no! I'm more curious. <laughs> uh, it's always more interesting to hear that person's perspective because, again, going back to health and fitness, and and you're in good nick, but every time I see your stories, you're eating macas in the morning. And I have a very well balanced lifestyle. And then getting maggoted at night with your mates. And I'm like, how is she doing this? What's this magic that she's doing? I will never FaceTime you again when I'm drunk. Never again. I didn't realize how long that conversation went for. That was a, that was a, it's funny how everyone from the celeb jungle only calls me when they're maggoted. Well, also, that's what also, a sauna is also good for um, releasing bad toxins in your body from after a big night out. That's, I think that's my favorite part. It just really sweats everything out. And you just feel really clean afterward, even though you're a sweaty mess. Yes, you do feel well, very that's... clean. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing you don't stay in there too often, Erin. If it's getting rid of bad toxins, you'll fucking disappear. <laughs> so... Negative energy? You are the negative. Um, uh, something I actually genuinely want to make sure I, I get, get, a, uh, get a chance to chat to you about. So in the jungle, as your... Um, your charity that you were uh, playing for was endometriosis, uh, which is a, a condition that you said uh, uh, is, is something is affected you, but also affects a lot more people than they realize. Can you, for, for two blokes like us, do you mind? Explaining, of course. So endometriosis is where um, the lining of your uterus goes outside of the uterus, so everywhere else. So it's like a period. So think about, you know, females have their period and it comes out. Mm. Well, instead, the blood doesn't just come out the vagina. It goes everywhere else in the body and it sticks right. to everything. So it can stick to your bladder, your bowels, everything. So when some when a woman's having a period, that um, lining still reacts as if it's having its period. So it, it cramps on the bowel and it cramps on the bladder and everything else. And it's so painful because it's, re- it's cramping everything and then everything sticks together. Right. So it's like a leech. It looks like a leech inside the body and it sticks everything together. Oops. And so is that something that just happens naturally? As in the, the condition yep. is just... Yeah. Yep. They're, they're trying to fi- still figure all that out. But like one in 10 women have endometriosis and they probably wouldn't even know because the only way to get diagnosed is to have a surgery, laparoscopic, laparoscopic surgery to find out. And that's and that's if they get to that diagnosis because like bad cramps throughout yeah. you know being premenstrual is really common and then you go through what looks like an encyclopedia of all the things that could possibly be yeah. and endos down the bottom. A hundred percent. And then because like a lot of doctors are like it's just period pain and we're like of course it is. I'm a female and I have ovaries and I bleed. That must be what it is. So then that's all we think about. But when you get into it, it gets so much worse. And then all these symptoms, you're like actually it's not okay to be in that much pain. And so, and so that's something you've suffered yourself. Yeah, well, since correct? I was 14, 
Um, when I was 14, I had a three kilo cyst on top of my right ovary. And that's when they went in to take that out, they've realized that I had endometriosis all over my body. So since then I've had 15 surgeries, six surgeries last year where they removed my left ovary. Thank God. Right. And yeah, that was well. just before you went to the jungle, yeah? Yeah, November I got it removed and, just, and then we went in the jungle in January. Getting it removed, does it, so it helps with some of the discomfort? It does help with some of the discomfort, but it doesn't get rid of it for good. So you can have a full hysterectomy, right. but it doesn't mean that it will get rid of it for good. Really? Yes. And it, a friend of ours has gone through it, and she was saying that the big issue that she has is it, if you have it, it is great to know what it is. It's just the pain management that is required to live with it for the rest of their lives is probably one of the most challenging because there is no real cure for it. There's, is that no, there's no real cure. Like uh, Dill would know in the jungle when I started having pain, um, we were using our drink bottles and putting hot water in it as like a hot water bottle. And everyone was like, but it's burning your skin, Erin. And I'm like, yeah, because the burning of the skin, it feels nice compared to what's going on inside. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And and so, like, that's some of those things that I've noticed that on your Instagram stories that you have a lot of engagement with uh, a lot of women who yeah. have the same condition. And we have a big listenership of uh, women. Uh, so what are sort of the things that you've uh, found uh, that have helped? So hot water bottle, obviously, as you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, hot there. water bottle. And actually, like, I've tried all the painkillers you can think of. Like, all the painkillers. Mix them all together at some point because you're in that much pain. You honestly don't Which care. Which one's your favourite? Which one's your favourite? <laughs> endone. 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 <laughs> endone. Favorite. No, but, like, sometimes the pain has gotten that bad where I'm like, Fuck it. You know, you, and not that you want to die or anything like that, but you just think, I would, I just need to pass out for 20 minutes. Yeah, um, that bad. Yeah, it gets that yeah. bad. And oh. then you, and like even the burning sensation. So I found that a hot water bottle and Mersendol Night Strength seems to take away the pain as much as yeah. possible. Even at times, okay. Endone wasn't helping. It was just making me tired. So. Yeah. And especially yeah. once you get used to the Endone, you get really tired and then you try a bit of. You try a bit of something else. <laughs> it doesn't work. But the worst. <laughs> Then a line of coke. It's just all awesome. coke, heroin, it makes you all numb. that together. It makes you numb. <laughs> Doesn't work. I've tried everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the um, thing the thing is is everyone that will listen to this that has endo, the worst thing is going to the doctors and asking for something stronger. They they'll say something like, Oh, but you just had say panadine for two weeks ago and it's like, Yeah, I fucking know. I'm in more pain And they're like, yeah. Well maybe we should see like you should see a specialist. Okay, let me go see a specialist in four weeks. So what are you gonna do in that four week period? So we end up yeah. Yeah. you have did you have a fucked up experience with a male doctor once? It was really embarrassing because I, I skitzed out really bad because he didn't want to give me pain relief and I hadn't had pain relief for about four weeks and he said um, it's just period pain and like some females can just deal with it better than other females and stuff and I was just oh. like, oh yeah, so I went, I was really, I was like, you know, I'd expect that from someone that has a dick and not a vagina. So yeah, I get it. Did you say that? You yeah, say I that? went really bad. So I, I even like opened the, he told me, he tried to escort me out and I was swearing and saying really terrible things. Oh, no, wow. but I, to be honest, like I, I'd, I'd again, and I'm coming from the point of privilege of being a male. But I, from from what I've heard from female friends, that when you get the arrogance of a male doctor to tell you that what you're feeling isn't really what you're feeling, I, just I know, don't and it does come across as sexist when we talk about it. But it's more like it is frustrating when. Say so if you guys are like, oh yeah, it's just period pain. It's like you have no idea. Like, let me kick you in the dick ten every ten seconds for fourteen years and tell me how sore you are. 
Yeah. Look, to be fair, I did that for 12 years and it was pretty bad. It was a phase in my life and I was sort of testing out. But that actually, that leads me to something that I've never really thought about. Is there, is there a thing where it's like if you're a, if, if it's relating to such a, a, a you know, a, a traditionally female uh, issue, should it be a male doctor ever? Like, is that a thing? I know. I Do you feel more comfortable? comfortable with, well, with more... well the, to be fair, I've had, well, last year I had six surgeries and one of the worst surgeons I had was female. She was the most not understanding woman ever. And then I found Tom Mann. I didn't know that women were allowed to perform surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they're normally in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, sorry, everyone. So bad. That's, that's so, so bad comedy, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you fucking love that. <laughs> but no, but yeah, all right. So that, exactly. So it's not like we shouldn't gender specify, but it, I do understand that you'd feel more comfortable talking to someone. Well, especially who can when it's down there. It. When but it's you know down what? there, I, sure. I would love it, but not love it because you don't wish it upon anyone, but I would love to be involved with a surgeon who is a female who has had endometriosis majority of her life and understands right. what we're saying. Do you know what I mean? Not just like, yeah. yeah. that there would be fantastic, but also bad on the surgeon because then she has to go through well, it. Well, no, but it also it. becomes it becomes a power. Like so, deal. Would you have an issue if you had something uh, you know wrong with your penis? Say, and I'm sure there is something wrong with it. But you have to go into it. But say, but say, if you did have something wrong with it, would you feel more comfortable seeing a male doctor or a female doctor, or would not that make a difference? Would would that make a difference to you? Why is that like he gets a female to touch his willy? <laughs> I set her up and she hit it out of the park, people. Well done. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I should go for it, but um, I have had my penis inspected by both genders. Uh, and also I've been to the doctors. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, in, in all seriousness, yes, I have. Uh, I have had male and female doctors look at it. Uh, and what was what? the issue? I've got to be honest. Okay. What was well, the issue? I share that. Oh, no, oh, but no. It's, we're, we're among friends. Well, one's, one's when I pissed blood, which I talked oh, about. So there we go. Yes, you have talked about that. Yeah. And the other one was just a general uh, sexual health checkup. So you had an STI. Ew, you're so gross. No, I, don't, don't, don't shame STIs, <laughs> haven't you? It's 2020, fuckhead. Like, you can't, have you not had you can't shame diseases. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I did went to get a sexual health checkup. And uh, it turns out my sexual health is non-existent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't you have to have a sexual health? So like, they, they kick me out. They're like, you need to have sex yeah. before any of, these, any of these problems. Yeah, and this is your fifth time this week. There's only so many times I can look at it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel ashamed about anything that they have. If you do have some issues, please feel But So you didn't have an issue. You didn't have an issue. I didn't. I think, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, th I think it was because the condom broke once and I wasn't feeling comfortable. You still had it on when you walked in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was, you can take it off. You can take it off. <laughs> it was like when a ski mart, when, when a swimming cap breaks <laughs> and it's sort of wrapped around your neck. Like yeah. I just walked around it. And just a doctor with a notepad just going, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how do you feel about that? Um, no, no I can't is, remember why it went. This is why I'm I, always fascinated. I've, I've been the same. I, I've, I've, um, I don't think I have an issue, but I think sometimes it's unfortunately in the world we still live in, there is such a power dynamic because, like, you know, seeing a female 
doctor, I just there's that man, like a man looking at a female and then explaining how her body's feeling. When I, if I had a female explaining to me how my body's feeling, I would never. I just associate. I would have no issue. Yeah, Do we, you know what we, I mean? Like I feel like there's a real power disbalance, yeah, yeah. and that's why. Like I know that my partner always prefers to see a female doctor in those circumstances because she feels more comfortable, and also that you whatever is happening down there, you can relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rather yeah, than if it's a male doctor, so I, I I get it's I get why females would prefer to see females. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But then I'm also funny on that, and I also would pref- like prefer to see a doctor that's been like an older doctor who's had like more surgical experiences. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah, makes like, sense. Like you know when you're on a plane, and then you know the person who comes over the pilot starts talking, and they sound like they're fourteen. You're like, I want an old guy flying this plane. I want I want an old guy. Flying. Yes, you see a young pilot and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, you need yeah. an old pilot. Stop playing dress-ups yeah. and get into the seat. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But uh, we were talking about pain relief. So, yeah, exactly. So so one of these hot water, uh, the pills don't necessarily work. No, so a hot... Weren't you trying some new, like, a massage sort of thing? Oh, my God, this little zappy thing. So that actually mm. did... That, so it's kind of like... It's called a TENS machine or something like that. It's like a, oh, a... yeah. It's like a little version of that. And so you put it, like, wherever the pain is. And it did help a little bit. It kind of distracts you from the pain, but it doesn't take it away. But it's good to add it on. But now um, right. the machine's been taken... Do you change the volume? So do you increase the strength uh, but now it's been kind of like ruined and i have to get new sticky pads because my partner got it for his arm he's like it might help my arm but now we're just playing around with it and it makes you feel like your joints do all fun did he really put it on his arm <laughs> on his arm <laughs> on his big arm eh? yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> because for people who don't know it tends machines it's kind of like a, a lot of uh pregnant women use it while they're in labor so yes. my partner used it as well that you can find the spot and that it actually some people are describing it. It runs electrodes through the pain, but also you can focus on it that distracts you away from the pain. It's like it like it vibrates to the pain that you're feeling and then like stops it. It's really weird. Like the frequency of the of how much like how high it is stops it. It's really weird because at the start it kind of hurts, but then all of a sudden the pain's gone. Yeah. They're an amazing little machine. And they're tiny. Like you can carry them around. Like you yeah, could, yeah. You could have it on and people wouldn't even know you had it on. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, I really liked it. It was really good, but I haven't used it um, when I've had a real bad flare-up because I haven't had a flare-up yet. So mind you, I have had I had six, so seven surgeries f- from last year to this year. And people, you should only have like an endometriosis like clean up every like five years. Wow. So the, so the surgery is a cleanup. Yes. Yeah, so no, normally it should be. So like you just go in and they just kind of like get rid of it because like it's a flare up and it can spread. Um, and I had. So you're addicted to surgery. Another bombshell here on Fitbit. Do you know what I think I'm addicted to? That little bit for five seconds when they put you under. Whatever they give you there is great <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> some good shit. That's <laughs> some good shit. <laughs> Um, no, no, sorry, you were saying, so, you, so you've so you had it six times in one year and you're meant to do it once every year. Yeah, no, well, once every five years or so, just so, like, they can give you, like, they can go in and clear it out and stuff like that if you have a flare-up. Yeah. And so so how often do you now, at this point, like, so now that you've had the surgery and you've had one of your ovaries removed, Yeah, yeah and I just had my last surgery on the 2nd of June because everything was stuck together. My right ovary was stuck to my bladder, which was stuck to my bowels. Which was stuck to the oh yeah, which was wow. stuck to the wall of my uterus, and the surgeon was like, it was like cement, like hitting cement. Everything was rock hard. And then, but the yeah. scar tissue. Are you sure it was not the scar tissue? It was not the pool from the jungle. Yeah? No, I had pooed that day. <laughs> I had oh, pooed. Okay. 
Right. It's not the junk. But the scar tissue, Ben? What were you yeah. Saying? Do you have a lot of scar tissue? Like, yeah. There must be... Yeah. So that's like the downfall. So the more surgeries you have, they go in and they get rid of the scar tissue, but then that also makes scar tissue. So... Yeah. And that, oh. and then that can, can generate its own level of pain within the body. That, and then that sticks to something because it's like once it's healing, it could stick. And then I'm just, so it's over, it just keeps going. Wow. Yeah. And so is that, what, is that the plan, the pain management on an ongoing basis? Or you have to keep going to surgery or? Um, no. So at the moment I have no pain. So that's really, really good. But I like give it a, mm. like a, I mean, I was having surgery every three to four weeks last year. So we're doing really well oh, this year. We're doing really well. I have no pain. I have no cysts or anything like that. So we're doing well. well. But you must be on an absolute high. For someone who's had this since they were 14, to be able to actually say that currently right now that you're pain-free, like regardless if we're in a lockdown or what, you must feel amazing. It does. It feels really weird because every day you wake up and you think, oh, I might feel a little bit sore. Like I might get a little bit of like a little like twig and I'm like, what is that? And then it just goes away where normally I'd be in pain 24-7. Like it would, it's ironic because I would look about 24 weeks pregnant from the swelling and the bloating of the pain. And now I'm not. <laughs> I'm thin. And that's the yeah, best yeah. thing. You should have, like, I just love it that you're right because every time you're a bitch, you can go, hang on, hang on. I'm flaring up down there. <laughs> I have a flare up. It's not me. It's that. <laughs> Funny, she used to flare up even before yes, the first period. So it's weird. She used to flare up from day one she was born. Hey, on that about uh, looking pregnant as well, it was a really um, a big moment in the, in the jungle when you talked about uh, your inability to get pregnant. Yeah. So it's... And, and it's <clears throat> yeah, go. No, no, no. You go. Do you want to tell people about that? What I was saying was like, so... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's something that you find. I, at least I've noticed that people constantly seem to be asking you. And it's not. And, and, and people and, get awkward or uncomfortable when they ask me, and I just just run with, "Oh no, I can't." And they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Don't be," because after yeah, everything yeah. that's ever been up there, all those internal ultrasounds. Trust me, I'm like, I don't want to. So what's happened is I've got one ovary left. I've got polycystic ovaries and endo. So my eggs um, aren't that great anyway. Um, you could go down the IVF treatment, but the IVF treatment, the medication you have to take can cause cysts and the, the side effects of that is really bad for the conditions that I have. So there would be no right. point in even doing that. So that's why mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I just can't. And I've pretty much been told that since I was 14. It was like, you'll have to do this, you'll have to do that. And then it's like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. And now I'm like, I don't fucking want children after all this. Trust me. Like when people yeah, yeah. when people hear a baby cry and they're like, oh, my ovary hurts. I'm like, I can't afford to have an ovary hurting right now. Okay? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want this ovary hurting. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and also it's incredible. It also, I think that's, it's, I think that's, I've, I find that really empowering, Erin, because there are a lot of women who, in a similar position, would you would be like, yeah, but I still want one, I still want one, and there are a lot of people, women who then go through that next step and go through the pain that once they've had the child, then you're in pain for the rest of your life, and you don't get to be the mum that you want to be. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people forget that that if you have an existing condition that will affect having a child that existing condition will most likely get worse down the track. 100%. And that's something you have to live with for the rest of your life. And also, I think maybe it would be different for me if I was 25 like I am now and found out now 
that I had yeah, all this, right. I think I would my mentality would be way different. But because I was 14, it was gradually said over time. It was like, I'm 14. Who thinks about being a mother at 14? So then over time, it was like, I associate my ovaries and eggs and that with terrible, terrible stuff. I don't associate it with, oh, having a yep, baby. Yeah, right. So I'm not like maternal in where I think I have to have a child some people are like, oh, why don't you adopt? And I'm like, but why do I need to have a baby to be like, I'm a woman, look, I have a child. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, totally. It's, it's, it's I think, uh, I find that quite interesting because it is something that people don't talk about enough. Like, it seems this weird, sometimes unfair pressure on women to have assumed that they want to have kids. And it's like, I think Tony Martin and his wife or his partner were trying to, uh, you know, they wrote a play about, uh, basically couples who don't want kids and how that is sort of but it was a lot of networks didn't want to produce it because like who wants to watch that it's like but no there are a lot of couples out there who don't want kids like see my and partner because my partner's way older than me and he's already got three kids so I think that's why it was a lot easier that our relationship worked out because if I was to be with someone closer to my age and then say to them hey look we can um, get married and all that but we can't ever have kids because you can have kids but I don't want to have you know your sperm going to someone else like that's not my child still do you know what i mean yeah so, and that yeah. is taking a massive chunk out of someone's life oh yeah. it, it is huge and quite often when it's the other way around like we we, we i mean dylan i've had friends where it's, it's 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 an older guy and a younger woman and as they get older you also don't want to be that person if one person wants to have a child but you don't want to be the man to say hey you know what i don't want to but also i don't want to stop you having that choice as well yeah. so of course it's going to create a rift in the in the in the actual decision making process whether you want to have children or not what i find so unfair and i see it from my friends raging in their mid-20s to their 40s but from 25 to 40 for 15 years women have to put up with are you gonna have kids are you gonna yeah. have kids are you gonna have kids like when is that ever gonna stop or, or like you'll or they'll have one kid and it's like oh when are you gonna have the next one it's like have you seen what that's yeah. done to her vagina leave her alone <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have you seen her prolapsed anus? Yeah, she, like, when she can shit again, yeah. she'll have another one. I know. And see, but it's so funny because like, I don't really care. And I think I just, I've detached emotion from this conversation. So like when we're in the jungle, when I came out of the jungle and I saw that it, um, Miguel was crying about the subject, I was like really taken back because like to me it's not a big deal. But because some people are very family orientated and like things like that, like that's a big deal for someone. But I'm just, I just detached myself. So it's really uncomfortable for other people when they talk to me about it. If it's women, they're like, oh, so how long have you been with Mick for? And I'll say, oh, two years. Like, oh, when are you going to get married and have kids? And I'm like, I can't have kids. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yep. I'm like, ah, yep. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's a, sometimes it's a sense of people projecting onto you their stuff. Yeah. And, they, you know, it's it's never, usually it's never from a bad place. But I think it's like, it's really unfair to then assume that this person is, you know, not complete because they can't do yeah. this or that. And quite often people crying, I think it's their reaction is, if you say you can't have kids and that person starts crying, they're like, they're thinking about what life would be if they didn't have their kids. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're doubling on their emotion. They're like, right. they're like, oh, can you imagine if I lost my kids? Which means two things. One, they've had a horrible accident or something's happened and you're feeling that loss right there in that moment, which yeah. is two different things. And do you know what? Now that you say this is one thing that I've only ever thought about, not being able to have kids, is, you know when you're watching a movie with something, someone, it'll be about a kidnapping and something, and like, because I watch movies with Mick and he's got kids and he feels it a lot more where it's like, oh, if that, oh. Was, my, if that was my daughter and I would be like, 
If that was Slinky, I would. Slinky's my dog, by the way. I'd be like, God, I'd yeah. be angry, or you know, like I cry in the in the in the moment. So, but so the reason you want to have kids is so that you can appreciate Taken by with Liam Neeson better. <laughs> like, that's well, your that's motivation. A, I think Give me back time. my Slinky. Because <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like, God, oh, I couldn't imagine if that was my child. I'm like. I literally couldn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you how are you going? Uh, I mean, I know the answer to this, uh, but like as 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 basically being a stepmom, I guess is I like know, to be called like the now. cool older person. Stepmom doesn't cool older person. Yeah, cool older person because I understand because I'm like the younger one, but I'm also an adult. I'm actually yeah. really yeah. lucky that they like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I still, I still don't believe, don't believe yeah. that. They do, but... I pay them every day. I'm like, say you like me, say you like. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case we're getting past, yeah. <laughs> hold my hand, and I'm like holding the hand. <laughs> no, but you, you've told me you guys actually do get along really great, and it, it must be. Was that a was that a little bit of a, a fear when you you know this this idea of this relationship? You really like it, but then. Now he's got these kids. What if you don't get along with the kids? Is that a fear? Oh, that was a massive thing because obviously, like, you'd prioritize your children. If they don't get along with your partner, you, I wouldn't expect someone to stay with someone if their kids hated them. It's pretty hard. Like, like. So that's why I bribed, I bribed him with my dogs when I first came over. I was like, look, puppies! Yes. Yeah, I mean, don't say puppies and then throw your hands up in the air. My brain goes somewhere else. Puppies! <laughs> puppies! <laughs> Uh, we should we should start wrapping uh, up. I think that's pretty much most of uh, most of all. We the got down the puppies. Yep, yes. got them. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Quickly on that. I mean, we talk a lot about body body image and body uh, getting you know comfortable in your own body and stuff like that. And I and I love talking to you about that stuff, Aaron, because you you have completely embraced who you are, and you you seem to be way more comfortable in your skin than I've ever been. <laughs> That's because and... I have changed my skin. I have a lot of surgery now. <laughs> well, well... <laughs> All you need is a lot of surgery and you will feel perfect. I've really well, embraced well, I... being myself by having seven surgeries on my nose, chin, face, eyes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm yeah. Joking. yeah. No, no, no. Well, this is, this, is a, this is a genuine question because I think a lot of the time what the, the guests that we've had have been, you know, but we always talk about trying to like we don't we have I don't think we've had anyone who has had cosmetic surgery on the pod Ben. Uh, just me. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got people with Botox. For example, Erin, we should tell this. You're the reason I got Botox in my armpits. You are welcome. How much is it? Does it change your life, mate? It's good. I, the whole idea was that I get it so that I don't sweat into my jackets enough like, uh, anymore yes. for my tour. But then the tour got cancelled, so <laughs> jackets, jackets are all clean. All clean. And, I've got fucking... and you've got plastic in your armpits. Yep. Perfect win-win yeah. all the way. <laughs> but but yeah, so as someone who has uh, done had a lot of cosmetic surgery and stuff like that, I, I think it'll be nice to hear. <laughs> it'd be nice to hear whether was there a feeling initially? Were you ever worried about doing it? Was there fear about getting surgery? Is it something you wreck? I, no. Because you've seen how small I am. I look I look 12 and I had no boobs. So that's where it all started. So I thought to myself, well, I'm in my 20, I was 21 or 22 when I got my breast augmentation done. And I was like, I'm sick of people looking at me like I'm 12. Now they're like, mm, maybe 14, 15. Because people develop quicker these days. Yeah, because of the chicken. It was that your but, uh, first surgery, Erin? Was the, the boobs the first one? Yeah, and it was my first surgery. I got it just before I went on Love Island, actually, because I was like, I'm a woman. They've got to see this. Yeah. Did you get did you get cast for it and then got the boobs? 
I had the boobs first. I was smart. Yeah, I had yeah. the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> but how do what's that what's that chat like? Do you do like in terms of size and things like that? How did that process? It's like, it's really funny, but it's really awkward at the same time because it was like a male surgeon and like he's he was really he's a really good surgeon, but and he's married because he saw the ring, but you just kinda like are you perving on me? It's like, no, you're not. You're a surgeon. This is what you do. You kind of feel awkward because, like, yeah. you take your shirt off and they give you these implants that you put into this fake bra and they're like, do you like that size? And you're kind of like, I don't know, I guess. He didn't right. say it like that, did he? Go, you like that size, huh? No, he's like, hey, as he's touching me, you like that? Eh? Yeah, you, like, you, like, you like the feel of that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hit the table. Yeah, Put your smoke on, guys. We're doing this. <laughs> I'm trying to have a responsible conversation, but I can't with you kids. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there you during like that? that. <laughs> Were you the sound man? <laughs> uh, all, all of a sudden, I'm, 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 I'm looking up again, guys. Anyone at home wondering? Well, Long story short, let me go. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, exactly. So what? So you get to try on different bras with? No, you try on the silicone. The... Have you ever seen a silicone like a silicone boob? They give you, they give you that, you and they tell you to put it into yeah, bra, yeah. and you just look in the mirror like, I guess that's that'll be that'll do. Right. Cause and so then so you went okay that you did you try on a few before you went yeah. okay, no I yeah coming? I tried on a few I was like I want big and he was like well you right, can't right. have very big because you don't already have very big and I was like well that's an insult I want big and then we went back yeah, and forth yeah well why the like, fuck am I here I'm here for that I'm like I want big boobs and then we went back and forth <laughs> yeah. um, and then um, it was probably the best thing I've ever done it made me so much more confident because I'm like I'm not twelve. <laughs> Well, this is, I think this is one of the things that I think is important for people to hear. I actually do have another friend who, you know, uh, said it was something that was like uh, being flat-chested was something that bothered her for her entire life. And she just went at the age of 30, said, fuck it, I'm going to do this and do it for me. Exactly. And then she said, and since she's got it, she has zero regrets about it. And also, I think we do now live in a world where we don't, stigmatize that sort of oh you know, no and people to... people always say things like but you don't need to get this done you can be naturally beautiful but like that's cool but like if you want to get shit done yourself why can't you like i get things done because yeah. i want to look in the mirror and be like check you out i don't and, like go and, out and, naked yeah, yeah. walking around looking for approval like oh i just paid for these do you like that no yeah <laughs> and also yeah. you've had and, and that's the thing like i think i totally agree if, if it makes you feel good and it's done in a, in a safe and respectful manner. The problem is we have so many cowboys out there that take advantage of people with such low self-esteem. That's where I was like, sometimes that industry needs to be even more regulated because you can come in and by the end of the day, you can come out with a boob job and it's not I, done properly. Yeah. I remember like, when like, breast augmentations were like 20 grand, like back in the day and then all of a sudden everyone started doing them so now you can get them for like five grand so that just goes to show that you have to be really careful with who you yeah. go to yeah yeah that's pretty scary well that's i mean yeah again it's like don't some people go to thailand for yeah so you can you one? can get flights accommodation breast implants and uh like a consultation all that for like five thousand dollars it's a package. Is that from Flight Center? The package. I'm not even kidding you. It's a package deal. Really? Yeah. It's so wow. common. And then you wake up in a hotel recovery with a nurse there, um, yeah. going, "How do they feel?" <laughs> but then I just, but then I just think to myself, but I'm not trying to be mean about going overseas or anything. But if they tell you not to drink water over there, but then you go and have plastic surgery over there, like that's why I wouldn't do it. Because you can't drink water yeah. over there, but you can have plastic surgery. Oh, well, I'm yeah. sure they're not doing the surgery with tap water. You don't know, Dill. Uh, don't act like you know. 
Are you talking about? I was just assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But all right. Well, I guess some takeaway messages: if you, if you, you know, if you have the ability to look after yourself or change things about you, go for it as long as it's in a safe way. And also, I, I know if this is. Physically... And when I say in a safe way, I don't mean like a Woolworths. Don't do a surgery <laughs> no, in a Woolworths. No, but it's also it's like anything. It's like. Like most people, if you just research anything, you'll you'll end up finding the answer and finding the right people who do the right thing. I think I think yeah. so many people just go, "Hey, oh, I'm a bit nervous. That's it. I've decided to do it. First person I see, I'll do it with them." When yeah. really, you speak to people, right. um, you know, you do your research. I think that's I think I guess with everything, but especially with surgery, which yeah. generally changes. Like a friend of mine recently had a breast reduction, and it's just changed her life because now like she doesn't have, have the. Boot back pain and all that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> um, I think for me, I, I might potentially look at cosmetic surgery because of all the weight loss I've had that days, like, because I was 120 plus, you know, two years ago and suddenly it's all gone. There's a lot of like loose skin that I'm, I will admit, I don't, I wish I could be more comfortable with it, but it's really, it's genuinely something that I look at and I go, oh, that's, that doesn't, yeah, I feel unsettled about it. But weirdly, I'm also at the same time unsettled about the the surgery as well. It's like this weird thing where I can't believe my brain can't be happy with anything. It's almost like it was happier when I was fatter just because it looks stretched out. Whereas now I'm like, I'm fitter, I'm healthier. But my brain's like, yeah, but look at that loose skin. That's fucked, isn't it? I'm like, no, <laughs> I need to try and embrace it and try and enjoy yeah. that. It's like, see, that's what of, I mean. You know, it's like you're, it, you're setting a good example there where you're saying it's not a bad thing, but your head's trying to tell you that maybe it is. And that's, that's not yeah. any, that's not anyone else on the outside telling you that it's bad it's yourself doing it that's what we're that's yeah. that's yeah. the yeah. thing is we do things for ourselves but people think you get cosmetic surgery for other people but you now talking about the skin you're the one in your own head saying you should or you shouldn't you should or you should no one else is telling yeah. you yeah. that no one else gives a shit. It's honestly my... Like, I have stand-up about it, and it came out recently, and I started to feel really, like, shitty that I was talking about my, my own body that way, and I was like, oh, man, I already regret that bit straight away. And it's like, yeah, it's just... I just I guess I had to accept that it's like this never-ending battle for me where it's... Oh, not never-ending, but it's going to take a while before I can just accept myself. Well, I mean, if you need a good surgeon's number, I have plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already got your Botox person, so thanks for that. Uh, hey, we, we we should start wrapping up, actually. Uh, so, first of all, Ez, thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, thank really, you, really guys. This has been really oh, fun. Was, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, where can, I mean, most of, I mean, it's easier to find you because you've got such a huge following, but uh, is there anything that particular you want people to go to? Is it your Instagram? Um, yeah, just my Instagram. <laughs> just check that out. Which is? Which is Alicia. Don't, Alicia. Oh, that's what the A that's stands what the for. That's what your email. You told me it's. What did you tell me the A stood for? I said it stood for anal. Erin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alicia at Instagram. Uh, listeners, Ben, what do we have to tell them? Um, oh, listeners, uh, Patreon is going off, and we love to uh, see many of you. So, if you want to hear the bonus content uh please 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 uh just uh five bucks a month uh head become a squash dog but patreon and of course uh Durek J patreon. on instagram slash fit patreon.com slash fitbit pod yeah. uh your instagram is ben lomas comic mine's Durek J. uh and also yes please uh check out uh bundle of joy on amazon prime 
uh, and last one laughing as well, which is on Amazon Prime if you get a chance. Uh, but other than that, uh, listeners, you've been wonderful. Thanks for all the amazing feedback for all the, um, uh, especially the one-on-one episodes that we have where we talk about the shit that we're going through. It's been really nice to have people so. reach out. Um, a lot of people have given me HelloFresh uh, vouchers, which is really sweet. Good. I appreciate that. Aaron's chuckling in the background because of that. But also, <laughs> more importantly, thank you to the listeners who have been checking up on me to see if I'm doing okay mentally. I appreciate and that. And that's it's, a good uh, point, Dil. Uh, a shout-out to everyone who's in Melbourne, who's in lockdown. We know it's tough uh, and we know that for some of you, it is going to be a really hard period. So we hope this brought a bit of yeah. joy to you. Uh, as Erin Barnett, thank you, thank you, thank you so no, much. Thank this you. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Erin. I want-